is there a supernatural dimension? A world beyond the one we know? Is there life after death? Do angels exist? Can our dreams contain messages from heaven? Can we tap into ancient secrets of the supernatural? Are healing miracles real? Sid Roth has spent over 35 years researching the strange world of the supernatural. Join Sid for this edition of It's Supernatural. Hello, Sid Roth here. Welcome to my world where it's naturally supernatural. My guest's father was the devil. I'm serious. He has a new father now. God! And his passion, based on his former knowledge, is to keep you three steps ahead of the devil. have had real challenges in our lives, but uh, John, uh, you really had challenges. Your father practiced uh, something called Santeria, Santeria. Uh, which is a, just a demonic religion, I assume? Yes, it's the number one demonic religion in the world today. And, and um, uh, your father and your mother, constant turmoil, he used to beat her. Uh, uh, but when you were eight years old, your mom took you to a tarot reader. What happened? My mom, my mom was going with my aunt, and basically, uh, to sum it up, basically, I was just tagging along. I was the oldest. My mom took me. It was no intention for, for me to go. It just my mom didn't want to leave me home by myself. So I, I went with my mom's, and when I got there, the, the, the lady, the witch, that read the cards, uh, she, she focused on me. She didn't focus on my mom. She didn't focus on my aunt. And uh, the reading was from my aunt and my mom's. So she focused on me. So she told, she told the, 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 my mom that, uh, that she saw in, in the spirit that I was going to lose my eyesight, that if I didn't get a, a ceremony done within the next 30 days, I was going to be completely blind. So my mom panicked, as every mother would. And uh, my mom allowed me to get the cars red, the lady red. And uh, they, they went on. And a couple of days later, they initiated me to the dark side at the age of eight years old. And uh, when, uh uh, at 13, you actually were willing or praying for your father to die? Yes. Yeah, I, 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 would, I, would, I remember as my, I have two other brothers, and we would stay up all night. He beat my mother all night long. So he'll beat my mother all night long. So we'll, we'll, we'll be in the room. Sometimes we'll run out the room to try to help my moms from him beating her. And he would throw us around. And then we'll go back into the room. And so one day I sat in the bed and, and started to pray. Uh, I was just praying. I wasn't even praying to God. I was, I was just praying, saying, I hope he dies. I hope he dies. I hope someone kills him. And at the age of 13 years old, my father got shot at the age of 33 in the face for a woman at a social club when he had a good wife home. Did you feel guilty about that? I was rejoicing, uh, to be truthfully honest. I was rejoicing because I know the torment and the pain in my house 
and the silent pain to go to school and put up a face at the, as a young boy and act like everything was okay home, to put up a face and knowing that there was none but torment in my house. Uh, you began to really grow in the demonic. Uh, uh, and you, why did you feel Satan was your father? Because Satan, Satan came and said, I, Satan said, my father was a devil worshiper. And I came from a generation of devil worship and my father's side from generations and generations of Santeria, spiritualism, car readings, uh, Palamayumbe. Palamayumbe is when you sell your soul to the devil and you make a contract with the blood, which I did and later on in my years. And uh, I would sit with the devil and speak to the devil all night long. I was going to demon church at the age of eight years old from seven in the evening to five in the morning to be trained with principalities, uh, demonic spirit, territorial spirit. I was learning stuff in the, in the spirit realm beyond at the age of eight. So. To me, it was, uh, I told the devil, if you kill my father, you know, you can have me. So I told the devil, you can have me. And the devil said, well, I replace the old with the new. Yeah, but God had a secret weapon. Oh, big a time. beautiful woman. And she invited you to church. What happened? It, actually, she was a backslider. Oh. <laughs> she, she was a backslider. So, so God, God got two for the price of one. <laughs> so, so what happened when you went to that church? Well, I, I, actually, I went to the church. I asked the devil permission. I asked the devil, could I go to church? He said, go to church. Those people are weak. They don't, they don't have no strength against us. They don't have no power against us. You can go to church. But then I was really after, after the girl because she's a pretty girl, and she lived in the neighborhood, so I didn't have to move my car around, so we can go eat anywhere. <laughs> so I thought that was a good deal. But, you know, God was setting up a, a game plan, you know, for my life. Uh, well, you really got upset one time with the pastor. What happened? Well, you know, the devil, I, I went to church a little too much without asking permission anymore. And then the devil said, the devil showed up in church. In church, the devil showed up, and I hear the devil whisper in my ear and tell me, I didn't tell you to come this Sunday. I didn't give you permission to come this Sunday. So, so I said, it's, it was strange because the pastor did an altar call in the, in the middle of the service. Usually they do that like at the end of the service. So I got up. I said, well, if I go by the pastor, the devil don't go after me. He will leave me alone. So when I went up, a whole people came up to the middle. So I was like one of the last ones to pray for. I said, well, I stay here. By the time he come pray, I don't want him to pray for me anyway. But by the time he gets to me, he's tired and the devil's gone. That was my plan. But when he came up to me, the devil possessed me right there, and I grabbed him by the throat, and I picked him up in the air, and I said, today's the day you're going to die. And then all this foul stuff came out of my mouth, and people jumped out of the sheets. And, uh, I mean, <coughs> big men jumped out of the sheets, tried to grab me down and peel my hands off the pastor's throat. He was turning purple. But he goes home, and he prays a prayer, an unbelievable prayer. Listen to this. John cried out to God, if you are bigger than my God, with a small g, although he didn't know it at the time, than my God that I serve, show me tonight, or just leave me alone. When we come back, we're going to find out what happened from that prayer. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural. Our world is rife with comparisons about what separates us. Day after day, we go about our lives with tunnel vision. But Scripture tells us how Messiah broke down the wall between Jew and Gentile, allowing for the creation of one new man, one new humanity. This spiritual completeness is set to usher in the greatest move toward God the world has ever known. Sid Roth has discovered Scripture's key to reaching the Jewish people with God's love. One New Humanity opens the door for God to move in signs and wonders, and all will see the evidence of the invisible God promised in Scripture. At SidRoth.org, you'll find mentoring tools to empower you to share how One New Humanity is critical to bringing multitudes to know God. 
you'll understand Israel and the Jewish roots of the church and how all the nations of the earth will experience blessings unseen in human history. Log on to SidRoth.org today and learn how one new man is the key to unlocking God's greatest blessings. We now return to It's Supernatural. Well, I'm here with John Ramirez, and uh, John, uh, his whole life was devoted to his father, the devil. He literally had that relationship with the devil. And uh, a pretty girl uh, says, let's go to church. He goes to this church. He almost kills the pastor. The devil just had total control over him. He, he, he goes home and he cries out to God, if you are bigger than the God I serve, show me, or just leave me alone. After you prayed that prayer, what happened? I, I just sat on the bed. It was just something that just came out. It wasn't even planned and, uh, because I really didn't want to be a Christian. Uh, I thought Christianity was not for me. It was just something that it was my taste, my cup of tea. My thing was devil worshiping, recruiting people, running regents, putting spells on people, making a lot of money doing that. But I, I went into this deep sleep, like an anesthesia sleep, and I ended up in this train that was going faster than anything you can imagine. And the train was filled with people, but the people, you couldn't see the faces because their faces were blank. And when the train crashed and hit, opened up the, opened up the doors and I ended up in hell. And when I ended up in hell, now, I- Now you say that you had this dream, but you also told me earlier that it really was a real experience. It, it was a real experience. It, it, this was more, more real than the oxygen I breathe, said. This is more real okay. than oxygen I breathe. I, I, there was no way for me to leave 25 years of devil worshiping at a hundred thousand dollar witchcraft stuff in my house for, naming, for a guy named Jesus that I never seen in my life. So you find yourself in hell. I what find happened? myself in hell. Uh, I, I'm running to the, the portals of hell, trying to find a way out, a window, a door. And then, uh, the, first of all, this fear grips on you like, like, like a garment. And, and, and it grips on you, and then you hear wailing, and you hear so much thing going on at the same time. You're so desperate, you want to get out. And when I'm trying to get out, the devil shows up in hell and tells me, I'm going to keep you here. You know too much about the occult. You know too much. I've given you too much rank, too much secrets. I need to destroy you. So as he's saying that, he's coming, he's going to launch at me. As he's launching towards me, I, I have, I ought to have a pair of shorts and a t-shirt. I remember uh, this cross up here in hell. And I put it on him, and he felt out like a toddler. And, and, and I, so I got back up and I ran, and then he tells me, I, somewhere down the deeper part of hell, he shows up again, he said, I'm gonna destroy you. So here I am talking with him in demonic tongues, because the devil copies everything from the kingdom of Jesus Christ. He can't create he a, can't create he's, a thing. He's a counterfeit He's a counterfeit bootleg and a copycat. <laughs> <laughs> For real. So, so here I am, and, and, and here I am there, he comes out again, and then I told him, I'm going to destroy you, I told him. And I showed him the marks that I saw myself. He said, he said, oh, you're a fool. I give you those marks. You, I own you. Again, he went to grab me for the last time. The cross of Jesus Christ appeared. And, and, as a, and he fell. I mean, he, he actually fell on the foot of the cross. He just fell down on the foot of the cross like he was worshiping. He fell down like nothing. I woke up out of a dream. It's like when, when, when you're in ICU and they hit those things on, on, your, on, your, on your chest to bring you back to life, that's what happened to me. It was something hit me, I came back into life, and I knew that night that you're sure was the truth, the way, and the life. And I bent my knee. So, you, you, you tell me that you now have a new father. Who's your father? I have a father that I can't even describe here has to be revealed. That's how awesome he is. The days, everything, 
of my tormenting days, the days of my father. I've learned even to be a dad to my daughter, to to Yeshua, the Messiah. You know, there's one thing that I, that, that, that I, I asked John off the air. I said, John, you went through a lot of stuff. I mean, if you could get free from the devil, anyone could get free. But aren't you fearful today? What did you say to me? The only fear I carry in my heart for life, because I'm doing a life sentence with Jesus Christ and I want no parole. <laughs> so the only life, the only one I fear is God, is Yeshua, the Messiah. This is the only person I fear. You I know, fear no devil. I fear no witch. I fear no voodoo. I fear no witchcraft. I fear no man, but the man Jesus Christ. You know. I had an experience yesterday uh, in my office, and John was there. Uh, for about a month, I've had a demonic force that has just been at me and at me and at me. So I said, what, would you pray for me? And here's what surprised me. He prayed for me. That didn't surprise me. But the way he prayed surprised me. He said to me after he prayed, you're not going to have a problem with that demon again. How did you know that? I said, God is good. <laughs> and he, that's guaranteed. Guess what he words, told me? He says, guaranteed. guaranteed, you're not going to have a problem. No. And guess what? I haven't. <laughs> okay, uh, John, there are demonic gateways. What are they? The gateways are your mouth, your ear gate, your mouth gate, your eye gate, stuff you watch on television, the videos you play. Can someone watching a wrong movie or something wrong on TV actually have a gateway to the demonic? Oh, absolutely, Sid, because you've got to remember the devil will put something on TV so he, he can, he can, he can uh, necessize your mind. And if you can necessize the person's mind and then the person don't have the mind of Christ anymore, now you're more addicted to the stuff on TV than going home and spending time with God. So now I stole your prayer closet. What, what about so many men, including men and women, including Christians, are now addicted to pornography. It, it, it slipped in so easily. Uh, is, could that be uh, a, a doorway to the demon? Oh, absolutely. It's like the book of Psalms. Book of Psalm 91 speaks about the four entrapments of the enemy. And one entrapment is the most dangerous one is the young lion. The young lion speaks about the sin that we think we can control, but in the end, if you don't kill it, end up controlling you. So you got 80% 80, 80 of, of people that walk with the Lord, Christians, that are, that are bound to, to pornography because they thought that, hey, I can turn it off anytime I want. I don't have to watch it today. That's what alcoholics say. Well, yes. I can stop anytime, anytime I want. Anytime I want. Yeah. But, but they can't. But they can't because there's a stronghold and there's a demon attached to that stronghold. And if you don't break the legal rights and renounce it, you will never be free. Yeah, are you telling me that you could pray a prayer as strongly as you prayed in my office yesterday, and they could be free? They can be free. I, I prayed for the gentleman in Japan over the phone, and he was manifesting. I mean, stuff was coming out of his man, and he, he, he turned around, and he sent me a letter. He said, thank you, because Yeshua set me free. I want you to pray for someone at home that wants to be set free of pornography, and addictions of any kind. Would you Amen. pray that right no, now? I, I tell you, Sid, God has called me. My purpose, my destiny in the church today is to unmask the devil. And then once I unmask the devil for you, 
you will see how small he is and how great is your God. I, I, I have to ask John to do something. I want you to look in that camera and I want you to tell me how small the devil is and how big God is. Will you do that? I tell you right now, you want to be free? I promise you, in the name of Jesus, you can be free right there from any tormenting spirit, from any spirit that's going in your mind, from any combination, any pornographic, any torture, any, any, any tormentors that are sent your way. I break it in the name of Jesus right now. I bind every satanic attack over your life, your purpose, your destiny, pornography, anything that is holy, suicide, oppression, depression. I break it. Any pharmacia spirits, I bind it right now. The Lord has told you, the Lord is speaking to me right now. He said he's going to set you free. And once you take that freedom, you give it back to Jesus. Now, be free in Jesus' name, the unmatchable name of Jesus. Now, yeah, John is going to ask, unmask the devil. When we come back, he's going to say to us, from his experience, what is the greatest weapon a believer in the Messiah has to expose the devil? And I'm telling you, you have no fear of the demonic when you know who Jesus is, when you know who your father is. I mean, he is so big, the devil trembles when you find this out. We're going to be right back. <laughs> We'll be right back to It's Supernatural. I'll tell you what, I am so excited for John Ramirez to share his book and his four CD teaching because here's the truth. He was an insider. He understands exactly how the devil operates and he understands the victory in Jesus. And I am sick and tired of Christians being afraid of demons not understanding the demonic and getting slapped around. And the truth is they don't have to. You have so much victory over this. Why is it that most Christians don't even want to talk about the demonic? They're afraid of the demonic. I think one of the main reasons is that they're not taught, disciple. They're, they're not really uh, equipped. I think the, the, being equipped, I think that's so important to be equipped in the things of God. God has given us the victory over the demonic forces, over the devil himself, but we don't, we don't know how to reinforce that victory. Tell me what they're going to learn from reading your book and listening to the four CDs. Sid, I, I think, one of, the, I think the, one of the things I want to say, I have the fear of the Lord in me. I just, I, it took me over three years of the making to put this book out because I'm going to make sure that God spoke to me directly to put these, everything on these pages is to show, show the church how to fight in the times that we're in today. That it, it, we're talking about we're going to deal with generational curses. We're going to do how to break them. We're going to know how to stay free from generational curses. We're going to deal with divine protection prayers that we need to pray. And a lot of Christians pray in general, but you know, the general prayers don't work anymore. We need to learn how to bring our target from the enemy's camp. Another thing, how to fight back. Another thing, how to destroy demonic thoughts. We're going to bring it to the devil like he never seen it before. Well, I believe that we're in the last of last days. I believe that Jesus is going to return soon. And so therefore the devil is, is throwing out demons that have never been on the face of this earth. And I'm not saying this to scare you. I'm saying that I have never seen a book and teaching with such victory. I mean, you're, you're not fearful. You're not hiding behind the bed when a demon comes in the room. As a matter of fact, 
you are so bold. I, I, why do you have such a passion for people to know this? I, I, my thing is, one of the things, I, my righteous anger, first of all, my righteous anger is that the church is not teaching this. The church is not equipping the saints how to fight back. The church is just teaching you how to be happy, preach happy, but no spiritual warfare. And without spiritual warfare in the last day, we're not going to make it. And, and my book, you know, there's a lot of books out there, wonderful books out there about spiritual warfare, but they leave you halfway. My book takes you all the way. How it takes you all the way is teach you how to fight demonic forces, how to bring them down, shut them down, shut the doors, and say goodbye to them. Well, on one of the CDs, you actually pray over people, and I think people are going to get free just from those prayers. Amen. I, I believe not only in every, in every CD, I pray over the people. I stand in the battlefield with you. I believe God for your breakthrough, and I believe God for your purpose and your destiny on every CD. For an investment of $39 U.S., to order, call 1-800-447-2697. That's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at SidRoth.org. That's SidRoth.org. We now return to It's Supernatural. So, John, from your knowledge of back there, what are the, what's the strongest weapon we have against the devil? I, I believe, I, you know, I, this is, I believe the Word of God is the strongest weapon you can ever have in this planet. You have to know how to proper, you have to know how to use it, you have to know how to apply. I, th I think a lot of believers, uh, they, they're not learning how to bring out targets in the enemy's camp. My intimacy with God, it brings me, it gives me authority. And the enemy, the enemy recognize, uh, the enemy recognize that you are a child of God, and he knows the authority God has given you. And Can anyone have the same authority you have? Oh, God doesn't respect uh, a person. What should someone do Bend if they're sleeping at night, and all of a sudden they feel an oppression, they feel something in the room and it's not good? What would you do? You know, I had an incident not too long ago. The devil showed up in my room. I mean, the devil himself showed up in my room, and my room went cold like an icebox. And they woke me up. I knew there was something there that wasn't, wasn't pleasant. And, and he tells me, I hear him, and I hear him like, uh, like an audible voice. He said, if you turn on the light, I will leave. And I had the Holy Spirit deep down inside me tell me, if you turn on the light, you have no faith. I, my, and I lived by myself, John, and two pillows. I got up, I got me some water, I said, I'll see you in the morning. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. I bind you and I command you to leave, and you got 30 seconds to go. But you see, but see, he knows his authority. I want you to know your authority. The devil trembles when a believer knows the Word of God and the authority behind it and the name of Jesus. You told me when you were in the dark side that you used to do something called astral projection. Yes. You go to neighborhoods. What would you be doing in those neighborhoods? I will, I will ask, my mission was to astral project, leave my body. I was so good at it that I would even go during the day in neighborhoods that were daytime and the ones that were nighttime, I would go back and forth and I would put curses and I would bring, move principalities from one region to another so there could be patterns and cycles to happen in the spirit round so those people won't grow and they won't meet Jesus. So that was, but they had, um, they had amazing believers that knew how to pray in the spirit that would stop me from going into the neighborhood and executing the plan of the enemy. You're telling me that these believers 
could, you could not do anything. You couldn't put curses on them? I couldn't even lift up a finger. Now, how important is praying in the spirit, praying in unknown language? Spirit in the spirit, it's praying in the spirit. It's like if you don't, if you don't, if your body doesn't have water, you would die. If the believer today is not praying, praying in the spirit, you would die spiritually. Let me, let me ask you something. You were telling me about these uh, cycles and patterns. What do you mean by that? Repeat. A lot, a lot of believers today don't know how to cut the rope. A lot of believers today, they're free for six months, then they go back to the bondage for eight months. They cut the rope, and then they go back again because it's like, it's like the enemy knows how to put entrapment on the believer. And then the believer, and then today, I, I have a righteous anger, Sid, that the church is preaching people happy, but they're not preaching people free. Boy, that's a mouthful. I don't want to go to church to be happy. I can be happy at home. I want you to go to church and teach me how to fight the enemy. Teach me how to be free. Teach me how to save my marriage. Teach me how to get my children out of drugs. How to beat that devil like no tomorrow. And I believe I, that's what God has called me to unmatch the devil in the times that we're in. And not because of me, it's because who lives in me is greater than he that lives in the world. I believe, that's for sure, I believe that when John prays for you right now, uh, and I am amazed. I'm learning so much so quickly. You think I would know by now? I am learning my authority over sickness, my authority over the demons, uh, and, and I want you to pray that spirits of infirmity, of sickness, will come off of people. And I'm going to tell you something you've been going to the doctor for for years and years and years, and they're all they're doing is treating the symptoms, and it's not even getting better. You have high blood pressure, and they just give you more medicine. You know what I'm talking about? You just get rid of that spirit of infirmity and watch everything work. Pray that right now. Father, in the name of Jesus right now, I bind the straw man over the airways in the name of Jesus. I bind the gatekeeper. I bind any reinforcement. I shut down the second and first servant with the blood of Jesus Christ. I paralyze every devil, every hell, every demon. I paralyze an infirmity of sickness right now. Father, I separate one from another. I change their languages, confuse them. I send civil war into the enemy's camp to let them destroy each other. Loose the person right now. Loose the person in the name of Jesus. I bring heal, healing. I speak healing into your life right now. I speak restoration. Restoration. I speak restitution upon your life right now. I put the devil under your feet and keep him there. Father, in Jesus, I cage up every demon, my God. In the name of Jesus, I pour the blood of Jesus in those demon boxes. Let them be tormented night and day. And I close this prayer right now. Father God, I come against retaliation. I come against retribution. I come against any transfers of spirits in the unmatchable name of Jesus. Okay, let every man be a liar. But God's word, I tell you, God's word is true. And God's word says, by his stripes, by his wounds, by his blood, you were healed. Now be free. The truth has set you free. <laughs>I'll tell you what, I am so excited for John Ramirez to share his book and his four CD teaching because here's the truth. He was an insider. He understands exactly how the devil operates and he understands the victory in Jesus. And I am sick and tired of Christians being afraid of demons, not understanding the demonic, and getting slapped around, and the truth is they don't have to. You have so much victory over this. Why is it that most Christians don't even want to talk about the demonic? They're afraid of the demonic. 
I think one of the main reasons is that they're not taught, disciple. They're, they're not really uh, equipped. I think the, the, being equipped, I think that's so important to be equipped in the things of God. God has given us the victory over the demonic forces, over the devil himself, but we don't, we don't know how to reinforce that victory. Tell me what they're going to learn from reading your book and listening to the four CDs. Sid, I, I think, one of, the, I think the, one of the things I want to say, I have the fear of the Lord in me. I just, I, it took me over three years of the making to put this book out because I'm going to make sure that God spoke to me directly to put these, everything on these pages is to show, show the church how to fight in the times that we're in today. That it, it, we're talking about we're going to deal with generational curses. We're going to do how to break them. We're going to know how to stay free from generational curses. We're going to deal with divine protection prayers that we need to pray. And a lot of Christians pray in general, but you know the general prayers don't work anymore. We need to learn how to bring our targets from the enemy's camp. Another thing, how to fight back. Another thing, how to destroy demonic thoughts. We're going to bring it to the devil like he never seen it before. Well, I believe that we're in the last of last days. I believe that Jesus is going to return soon. And so, therefore, the devil is, is throwing out demons that have never been on the face of this earth. And I'm not saying this to scare you. I'm saying that I have never seen a book and teaching with such victory. I mean, you're, you're not fearful. You're not hiding behind the bed when a demon comes in the room. As a matter of fact, you are so bold. I, I, why do you have such a passion for people to know this? I, I, my thing is, one of the things, I, my righteous anger, first of all, my righteous anger is that the church is not teaching this. The church is not equipping the saints how to fight back. The church is just teaching you how to be happy, preach happy, but no spiritual warfare. And without spiritual warfare in the last day, we're not going to make it. And, and my book, you know, there's a lot of books out there, wonderful books out there about spiritual warfare, but they leave you halfway. My book takes you all the way. How it takes you all the way is teach you how to fight demonic forces, how to bring them down, shut them down, shut the doors, and say goodbye to them. Well, on one of the CDs, you actually pray over people, and I think people are going to get free just from those prayers. Amen. I, I believe not only in every, in every CD, I pray over the people. I stand in the battlefield with you. I believe God for your breakthrough, and I believe God for your purpose and your destiny on every CD. For an investment of $39 U.S., to order, call one 800 447 2697. That's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at SidRoth.org. That's SidRoth.org. Next week on It's Supernatural, my guest is a seer. That means he can see in the invisible world just as most people can see in the natural world. And this is what he told me. Many people's angels, and everyone's got an angel, many of your angels are unemployed. Why? Because you don't know how to cooperate with them. Anyone want to learn? Yeah! Your gifts to this ministry will help Sid air It's Supernatural in Israel 28 times a week and distribute his evangelistic book to the Jewish people worldwide.